Hey everybody, how are you guys doing today? Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in this world right now. Today is Saturday, September 26th. It is the last Saturday of the month. We are moving into the fall months, and boy, 2020 has been interesting, hasn't it? For those that don't know, I am your boy Christian Israel, and you are tuned to the New Creation Capital Podcast. Normally, now listen to me, normally, Monday through Friday, I'm doing things that just focus on the stock market, the digital assets, or just current things in the world. However, I take one day a week and step back and look at why I do what I do. And I do a section called the Sunday Scriptures. I do record it on Saturday, the Sabbath. So if you're listening to this and it's Saturday, I know you're probably like, Sunday Scriptures, huh? Well, this is strictly focused on the scriptures. For those who are current listeners and have been listening for a while, you know that I call my segments Christ and Crypto. And so Monday through Friday, we talk about crypto. On Saturday, we talk about the good word, the good news of Jesus Christ and making sure that we feed our soul like we feed our minds. And so last week, for you guys that don't know, I went over uh, the first part of Peter. So normally I would get up in the morning and I would pray, open my Bible, and see what the Lord has called me to speak about that day. But I've recently tried something different, and that is preparing for a sermon, preparing for a teaching. I I, I really enjoy teaching, and I feel like the, the Lord has called me to be a teacher. Um, so I... I got kind of my old anxiety out of the way and said, let me try to actually prepare and teach. So if this is your first time to the channel, you know, hit that like button, subscribe. Don't run away yet. I know I've seen a plethora of new listeners on Apple podcast. So you guys who are brand new listeners over the last week, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't run away. Because yes, we talk about investments all week, but this is probably the most investment you can make on our time on earth. So let's go ahead and jump on into the teaching. Last week, I talked about 1 Peter and knowing that you are saved. And so what we're going to do here is we're going to go over and review what we talked about last time. Now, What we're going to talk about today real quick is moving forward as called, as being called to be holy. Last week, we talked about chapter 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 to 12. And the big thing that we talked about in those chapters is that we are born again through the resurrection of Jesus Christ and that he was raised from the dead. Now, in that particular scripture, we also talk about or that particular study, we also talked about that Peter was an apostle of Jesus Christ, and he was chosen to talk through the dispersion of those Jews from Pontus, Galicia, I'm sorry, Galicia, Capodicea, my mouth's not working today, Capodicea, Asia, and Bithynia. As soon as my coffee kicks in, guys, I think I'll have, my, my, my brain will start working. If you listen last week, I was interrupted several times. So by the time I actually got to it, it was my third time through. Um, and that included the mailman knocking on my door. 
So this time I will do my best to see if we can get through, Lord willing, we can get through this whole thing. So also we talk about that Peter has introduced us to God the Father, God the Spirit, and God the Son, which is Jesus Christ. He gives all three of those in his intro. And then he discusses that we are that we should know that we are saved and that we are saved through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And through this resurrection, we have we have gained an inheritance. Our inheritance is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, reserved in heaven, and is protected by the power of God. But here's the key. All that is through faith. We are protected by the power of God through faith. And that inheritance that is given to us and through the resurrection of Jesus Christ is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, and reserved in heaven. But all that is only protected by the power of God through faith, which will be revealed in the last time. So why have I started doing these scriptures? Why have I started a podcast? This podcast started in March on YouTube, we're up to 5,000 subscribers now. Uh, the regular podcast, Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, I actually don't know the subscription numbers, but I know they are beginning to rise in listeners. So why did I start this? Mainly because as the Lord began to reveal to me through his word and through the teaching of his spirit, I began to see that we are towards and in the last times of the Bible, that there's so much prophecy and prophetic word of God that has been fulfilled and has been fulfilled and continues to be fulfilled before our eyes that with the gift God, I believe, has given me teaching that I can talk to those who are believers and maybe those who seek to be believers to this and teach them and show them the word because as we can see now, and I know a lot, I don't, I don't see too many people who will disagree with me, but there are a lot of false teachers out there or a lot of churches out there that are teaching things that technically aren't biblically based, that are teaching things that people want to hear, not things people need to hear. And so as all this is not a large audience, I am not a, a, a pastor. I am not somebody who went to seminary. I have been taught by the word of God through the Holy Spirit, by the grace of our Father God, because of my faith in the fact that Jesus was resurrected so that we can receive our inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, reserved in heaven, protected again by our faith. And it says here, and this is so true, I have been a believer for almost five years now, four and a half years, that even though we rejoice in that moment, for a short time, we are going to go through a distressed, by, we are going through necessary times, distressed times by various trials. And the reason we go through these trials is because like anything, you have to test drive your faith. God needs to make sure that our faith is genuine. We need to know that our faith is genuine, that our faith is more valuable than gold. And when gold passes away and tested by fire, that when we go through these trials through our faith, because of our faith, knowing that is an imperishable, undefiled, unfading, reserved in heaven, protected by the power of God through faith, we will know, we will know without a doubt that Jesus is real.
We will know without a doubt that we love him. We will know without a doubt that he loves us and we will begin and always easy for us to rejoice. Be easy for us to be full of glory. It'd be easy for us to obtain that goal of faith and, and easy for us through faith, not easy for Christ, but for us because all we have to do is walk in faith and have faith through those trials. And then we will know that the salvation of our souls is true. We will know that we are saved. We will know that we are saved. And God gives us that promise. God gives us that promise. And that is so amazing to him. So Peter, who God said, this will be, you will build the church. You will be my rock. Petros. You will be my rock. He will build the church. And I said, even Peter was the one who denied Jesus three times before the sun rose after the night of Gethsemane. Jesus was praying and sweating tears or in sweating blood. And Peter was falling asleep. said, Lord, I will never turn my back on you. And Jesus says, you know, before the sun rises tomorrow, before the crow, before the, the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he did. But when Jesus was resurrected and Jesus walked on this earth for another 40 days, he asked Peter immediately, hey, Peter, do you love me? will feed my sheep. Hey, Peter, do you love me? will lead my sheep. Hey, Peter, do you love me? Be the foundation. Be the rock of the church. Through Peter's trials, his faith grew stronger. Now he knows that his faith is in the glory of God. His faith is in something that is imperish imperishable. His faith is undefiled, unfading, and reserved in heaven because it is protected by the power of God through the resurrection of Jesus. And that's what we saw last week. We need to know that we are saved. We need to know that we are saved. Now, this week is going to be a little different, guys. This week, we need to know that we are called to be holy. So since we are called to be holy, we need to move forward as we are called. And that is chapter 1, verse 13, 25. So we are going to read through that, and then we're going to, well, actually, we're just going to work our way through it slowly, kind of like we did last time, and let the Lord lead us. But before we do that, let me go ahead and pray that the Lord is with us today. Heavenly Father, first off, Lord, as always, I love to pray to you and, and thank you for just putting air in our lungs. Lord, that if I didn't have a tongue to speak, I couldn't be speaking and reading your word right now. Lord, you give us the eyes to read, the ears to hear, the, the, the mind to understand your word, but you infill us with your spirit so that we can be embraced by your word, Lord. Your word, your son, Jesus Christ. When the word became flesh and dwelt among us, Lord, that is who we have faith in. We have faith in you, your word, your son, that when he was resurrected, after he took our sacrifice on that cross and walked around and then ascended to heaven, Lord, our faith is in him. Lord, the person who might be listening to this the first time, Lord, I ask that you open their ears and open their hearts to the words that are in your Bible. The words that you have spoken, the words that you have that you have given the spirit to write these down. 
Lord, I ask that the Holy Spirit is invited into this conversation so you may use me. Lord, you know I, I was one of the worst. I am a sinner of all sinners. But Lord, you have saved me, Lord, as I ask that you save the listener today. But they have to invite you into their life, Lord. They have to ask to build that relationship with you. I can only give your word, Lord, but they have to open their heart, Lord. So I ask that the, by your power, by your glory, by your truth, and by your grace, Lord, that you open their heart in your timing because your timing is always perfect. Lord, please lead us today in this study. Be the point of emphasis in this study and be the point of all of our lives. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we love you. And I pray this in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't know about you, but I hope I can move forward as I'm called. I don't believe I'm called to, to be lustful. I don't believe I'm called to be a wanderer of the earth. I don't believe I am called To just live and die. What do you, will you ever just sit in the mirror and say, what am I called to do? I mean, Jesus gives us very forward three things that we should do. We should love the Lord with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. Not put any other idols before him. Love your neighbors as you loved yourself. And as Jesus has loved us and God has loved us. And three, evangelize to all the nations. Spread the gospel. Tell the good news. Speak about Jesus. Speak on who our Savior is. I mean, we're all called to be evangelists, but we all look for that daily calling. Is this world just a place where we walk around, wake up, brush our teeth, go to work, come home, eat dinner, go to bed? Are we called for more than that? You know, I pray every night and every morning that I that the Lord helps me be the husband he's called me to be. Be the boyfriend he's called me to be. Be the man that he's called me to be. Be the father that he's called me to be. Be the man of God he has called me to be. That's what I ask of the Lord every single day. To bless a union. To bless a future marriage. To bless me and my family my parents, so I can be the son I'm supposed to be. But without, he is the question is, is he just going to bless you without us actually moving forward as we're supposed to? And that's what we're going to talk about today in 1 Peter 13. That we are called to be holy in our conduct, how we move, how we speak, how we act. And so in verse 13 here, Verse 13, it is pretty clear, and it goes like this. Peter is continuing from the conversation of last week. He says, therefore, you have prepared your, therefore, when you have prepared your minds for actions. Therefore, when you have prepared your mind for action. That, that, that I think right there is a, a right off the jump. When we have prepared ourselves for action. You have to prepare your mind for action. It doesn't say when Jesus prepares your mind for action. It doesn't say when God prepares your mind for action. It doesn't say when someone else prepares your mind for action. It says when you have prepared your minds for action. And this is after you understand where your faith is. 
So what? how do we prepare our minds for action? Last week we saw that we have to have faith and our faith has to be tested. We have to know that we are saved. And once we know we are saved and once we know what is coming, and once we understand that, that, that Jesus paid it all, once we truly understand that, therefore our mind is prepared and we can brace right therefore we can gird up we can brace we can prepare for action we can prepare for action prepare your mind for action prepare your mind so for your understanding your disposition how you carry yourself mentally action how do we prepare our minds for action outside of knowing that we are saved he gives us he tells us here by self-control by being self-control we know the fruits of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness gentleness meekness faithfulness and self-control self-control being sober-minded Self-control and all these things that we do, not lusting, not drinking, not smoking, not doing drugs, not gossiping, not being embraced, not embracing other, uh, other religious idols, not embracing um, things the world does. That is preparing our minds through faith, not when every little bad thing goes wrong saying, God, are you even there? No, it is embracing faith and understanding where we are, who we believe in, why we believe in what we believe in, and understanding our basics of the world. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will be saved and not put to shame. When we prepare our mind for action by being self-controlled, not controlled of the world, by being calm and vigilant, sober-minded, self-controlled. By putting your hope completely in the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That is that verse. Therefore, you have prepared your minds for action by being self-controlled. Put your hope completely, comma, put your hope completely in the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You see that there? By being self-controlled, comma. So, first, prepare your minds for action by being self-controlled, comma. It's not and. This is not, this is not a suggestion. This is a command here. Put your hope completely. Not sort of, kind of, maybe, completely you know my dad my stepdad I'm, he's, he's my dad my stepdad he, he he told me something at the beginning of my my belief cycle beginning of me believing but giving to me giving my life to christ he said there is so no such thing there is no such thing as the being on the fence you can't have one leg on the fence with God and one leg on the on the other side with the world or the devil. He says, Satan owns the fence. 
So if you are on the fence, you are not all in with God. You got to be 10 toes in. You got to be all in. That's why he says, put your hope. Peter says here, put your hope completely in the grace that will be brought. So future tense that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So you will see this revelation. You will be revealed. The knowledge will be given to you of Jesus Christ. We're talking the end times, the end days after your passing, when we are called up during the millennium raid, during the ultimate kingdom, during the second coming. Put your hope completely in the grace. Man, that's just one verse completely by being self-controlled. So you can't put your hope completely in grace if your faith hasn't been tested. If you don't understand your inheritance. If you haven't prepared your mind for action by being self-controlled. Being sober-minded. That's how you put your hope completely. I have my neighbors ask me from time to time, why do you come out the door so happy? Uh, why do we see you happy all the time? Am I always in a good mood? Absolutely not. But one thing that I know when I interact with people and when I interact with my Lord is his grace is why I am happy. His truth is why I am happy. He saved me. That is why I am happy. I understand where I should be or where I could have been when I pass and that he saved me from eternal damnation. He saved me from gnashing of teeth. He saved me from eternal darkness. He has given me his light. This is why I am happy. He has put people in my life that I never knew I needed. He has put people in my life that I never knew were gifts from God. One day soon, when I hear the words, I do, when I say the words, I do, I know that the woman God has given me that I will marry is a gift from God. I can walk around with that happiness, knowing that my household serves the Lord above all. My mind is prepared for action. Have you prepared your mind for action? My mind is preparing by being self-controlled. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. And is it getting better? Yes. Is all my hope and grace in the Lord? Yes. Doesn't mean we backslide. No, we do backslide. All of us do. Every single one of us, every single person, because we are sinners. But that is by grace, hope completely in grace that is brought to us by the revelation of Jesus. So, continuing as obedient children we are the children of god so as obedient children it says here do not conform to the former desires you used to conform to in your ignorance <laughs> in your ignorance as obedient as obedient children in other words as faithful children as children of christ as followers of christ as children of Christ as followers, as obedient children, guys, as obedient children. Do not be conformed. Do not be conformed. What, what is conformed? That means don't do what everyone else is doing. 
Don't be on the fence. Don't be on the fence. Your friends want to go out and get drunk? That's not who you are. That's not who Christ said. Christ said our body is a temple. His, his temple, our temple, our body is now Jesus Christ's temple. When he told that he will tear down a temple in a day and in three days raise it up, and then we will be the body, the body of Christ is his temple. Our body, he is in us now. Would you go get drunk with Jesus? If you do, if you go get drunk now, you're getting drunk with Jesus. That is your body, his body, his temple. Are you watching porn? Is it okay to watch porn? Would you watch it with Jesus? I know that's so like, uh, well, you got to say it like that, but it's true because we are his obedient children. Our grace is in him. He is the reason his, our sins were taken from us on that cross, but we are still sinners. We still sin. Just because Jesus went on that cross doesn't mean everybody is saved. It's only those who have faith. Faith like children. And when you have faith and you've prepared your mind and your self-control, you put all your hope completely in Jesus Christ, then you will be obedient. And when you are obedient, Paul, uh, Peter says, don't conform to the former desires. Don't be who you were. There should be a difference. You should see a difference between who you were and who you are. Jesus says you are a new creation. You have a new future because in him we are new. Do not be conformed to the former desires that you used to conform to in your ignorance. And why does he say ignorance here? That's in your old understanding. Because before, you didn't know Jesus. You didn't understand Jesus. You didn't have the faith and you didn't understand the grace. And it wasn't revealed to you. You didn't understand your inheritance. But now you do. So don't do what you did now that you know better. Now that you know better, be better, do better. So don't be conformed. Don't fall into that. Don't try to please the other people. Because as you try to please the other people, they will be like, ah, oh, same old you. And you're not the same old you. Once you believe in Jesus Christ and you truly accept him in your heart, you are not the same old you. You are new. You are a new creation. Therefore, do not conform to the former desires of your old understanding, your old ignorance. But, in verse 15, but as the one who called you is holy, Jesus who has called you, God the Father who has called you, the Holy Spirit who has called you, the one who is holy, this is not past tense, this is current tense, is holy, is the holy of holies. We hear the angels in heaven in Revelation saying, holy, 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 the king of holies, louder than a football stadium, holy. You yourselves be holy in all your conduct. Whew. All, like all God, like Jesus, like all my conduct, yes, and all. Now, does that mean we're not going to fail? We're going to fail. But as our, we're called to be holy, we're called not to conform to our former desires. Now, 
Does it get easier? I think it does. Just speaking from experience, when I first became a believer, it was hard. I was hanging out with people who called themselves Christians, still drinking, still smoking, still doing all those things because I didn't know better. I was following other people versus following what God called me to do. He called us to be set apart. And that's what holy means. Holy is to be set apart. Sacred. So, for as the one who called you is set apart, you yourselves be set apart in all of your conduct. In all of your conduct, be set apart. Be set apart. Be on the be on the other side of the fence. Don't be on the fence. For it is written, you will be set apart or you will be holy because I am holy. Because I am set apart. Now we know I am. When Moses was there in front of the burning bush, who do I say sent me? Say, I am who I am. I am. Jesus says, I am the resurrection. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one guts to the Father except through me. I am the bread. God is the I am. Yahweh. And verse 17 says, if you call on him as father, not if you call to him, if you call on him as father, as capital father, as the father, as Abba father, who judges impartially. Whew. It doesn't matter. He judges everybody according to each one's work. Now, people say, my works, what are my works? Like, is, is this, this my works? Like, is that how I can, I can I get to heaven by doing my work? Let's look into the word of work. By each one's deeds. By each one's moral actions. That's what in Greek can't pronounce the word in Greek, but I think it's ergon. If I get it right, it's called ergon here, okay? And so it says, if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's ergon in Greek or each one's deed. So if we dive into deed a little differently, that's each one's, how do they conduct? So your deed is what you believe in, who you do, what you do, how you go about your day. So if my deeds and my beliefs are in Jesus Christ and I conduct myself holy or conduct myself set apart or I am not conformed to the, the desires of my former self, I am set apart, called to be holy. Then when I'm judged impartially, I will be judged by my works, my deeds. I will be, as it says here, conducting myself with fear during the time of your temporary residence. So knowing that my heavenly father, that I called on him, he is watching me at all times and I understand. And this is not fear here that says, oh my God, he's just, I'm gonna, I gotta look around every corner. This is fear and understanding his power. Understanding the reverence of God. Understanding that he is the creator of all. That is here the power Understanding this earth is temporary. There is a secondary life. There is a sec the possibility of a second death. There is the possibility of eternal life. 
in his presence. The question is, which deed do we choose? Which work do we choose? Do we do the deed of our father in heaven or do we do the deeds of our father, Satan? Who do we choose? Light cannot mix with darkness. Light always overtakes darkness. So which do you choose? Your former self or the self that the Lord Jesus can give you through his grace? Being completely bought out by his grace. This is temporary here. And now that you know this, that you were redeemed from your futile ways. Oh, I need to go to the next. I forgot to switch slides here. <laughs> That's verse 17, by the way. And now we are on verse 18. Because you know that you were redeemed. Because you know now, right? We talked about it last, last week. Know that you are saved. And this is verse 18. Because you know that you were redeemed, right? Redeemed by the blood of Christ. Redeemed by his sacrifice, his crucifixion, being resurrected. You were redeemed from your futile way, right? Your old ways. Conformed for your old ways. In Greek, it's matios, which means empty ways. Redeemed from your empty ways. Redeemed from your fruitless ways. Redeemed from your useless ways. That's that's the, the word there in Greek. Fruitless, useless, empty. Oh, I was there. I was empty before I let Christ in my life. I felt fruitless. I felt useless. You ever feel that way? Useless, empty. Now that you know that you're redeemed from that, God has brought you from that. Jesus' sacrifice has brought you from that, from that fruitile way of life inherit. Now that you have life inheritance, remember inherited. If we go back a few slides, our inheritance is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, reserved in heaven. Now that we're redeemed from our useless life, our fruit, our fruitless life, our empty life, we, our life is inherited from our ancestors, but not perishable. Remember, it's not perishable like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. That, like that of an unblemished, spotless lamb. Jesus Christ was sinless. We are sinners. He is, was, and is always going to be sinless, but he still took on all of our sin. He took on all of our pain. And we have to know this. I mean, Jesus Christ, who was unblemished like a spotless lamb, also foreknown, who was foreknown before the foundation of the world. Understood is what the Greek is there. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> if, I, if I try to say it right, it sounds like progis, proginosko. Proginosko. Known beforehand. For known. By the way, First Peter was written in Greek. So a lot of the Greek translations, that's why you kind of have to dig a little deeper than the English translation to really understand what is here. But who was who was known before the foundation of the world but has been revealed in these last times. Remember, the coming of the church and then the, the Gentile takeover of Jerusalem is 
the beginning of the last times. The Gentiles passed Jerusalem over and over and over again over the last 1900 plus years. And in the last times, which is the end of, we're in, we are the end of the church age. The church age, which began the Gentile age, is now the end times. And we are towards the end times, the end of the church age. This is what's being revealed to us. Jesus is that step. Who through him, Jesus Christ, are believing in God who raised him from the dead. God raised Jesus from the dead and gave him the glory so that your faith and hope are in God. That's the whole reason. The devil can't raise people from the dead. No one. God raised Jesus from the dead for and gave him glory so that your faith, so that your faith and hope are in God. Remember, we hope completely. So now that our faith and our hope are in God through the resurrection of Jesus, and we're called to be set apart, we're called to be holy, we are called not to be conformed to our old lives, not to be on the fence, to be completely with God, not with the devil. Now that we have purified our souls, verse 22, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, the truth, Jesus stated, I am the way and the truth. So having purified your souls by your obedience to Jesus, to the truth. Now remember, obedience like a child. We are obedient children, obedient in faith like a child. We have faith in Jesus Christ. We have faith in the hope completely in the resurrection. And now that our, we've been purified and we have full understanding of the revelation of Jesus Christ, having purified your souls, says Peter to us, by your obedience, you purify your souls through your obedience because you understand and you have complete hope and grace in Jesus Christ, understanding that through faith, our inheritance is powered and protected by God. Whew. Look at that connection. Having purified your souls by your obedience, verse 22, to the truth for sincere brotherly love. To the truth for sincere brotherly love. Love one another fervently from the heart. Genuinely. Sincere is genuinely. That means don't pass judgment of, the, of sin. Pass judgment of Jesus. That means love. Remember, I said this. We are called to do three things. The first, love the Lord with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. Put no other idols before him too. Love others and love your neighbors as, as God loves us, as Jesus loves us, as you love yourself. And that's what Peter is saying here. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for sincere, genuine, brotherly love. That is, that is uh, the rest of God's creations. Love the rest of God's creation, one another, fervently from the heart. Fervently from the heart. This is the second major command. Stretch out, extend, be eager. Love one another eagerly from the heart. Ectinos, fervently, eagerly from the heart. Why? Because you have been born again. 
because you have hope in Jesus Christ, because you have faith in what God has done, because you have faith in understanding the gospel, that, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for you and for me, that if we believe in the fact that he was raised from the dead, sacrifice, that he took on our sin, because of this, and because we have prepared our minds and we have been sober-minded and we understand our inheritance and we have walked in obedience, having purified our souls, now we can love each other genuinely from the heart because we know that we are sinners and there is nothing we can do because our deeds walk in faith with Jesus Christ. Because we have been born again, we can love our brothers. Because we have been born again and we understand that this cannot be taken from us if it's truly in our heart. Once we have cleansed our hearts and purified our souls and not walked backwards towards our former selves, we have been redeemed from that empty life. We can produce an imperishable seed by giving and living through the endearing word of God. This word of God is enduring. It is living. It is sharp like a sword. It is fire. This living word will stay. It will remain. Menotos, remain, reside. The word of God is in us now. It is like a sword, a flaming sword that cuts like butter. Now that we understand the word and we have been purified in our souls, by our obedience to the truth, by your obedience to the truth, because the precious blood of Jesus Christ is unblemished and he knew this before we were even created, before the foundation of the earth. And we understand this is temporary, so we should love our brothers and sisters, showing them the love of Christ because our hearts have endured. Our faith has endured. We understand trials. We understand it cannot be taken from us. It says, verse 24, all flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of the grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the Lord of the, but the word of the Lord endures forever. It will remain. And this is the word that you have, that has been proclaimed to you. This is the word that I am speaking to you. Verse 25, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Forever, forever, forever. Before the foundation, during the foundation, and after we are long gone. Therefore, when you have prepared your minds for action, guys, once you've understood this, once you have self-controlled, and you've put your hope completely in the, in the revelation of Jesus Christ, in the, your understanding of what Christ truly has done for us, and then you are and then you are obedient and you are not conforming to your old desires but to who has called you to be set apart to be holy in your conduct because God is holy in his conduct and then you understand that the father who has judges everybody by their deeds by their conduct by their faith you will understand that we are only here temporarily. And so why we are here temporarily, all these things don't matter. What matters is how we treat others, how we believe in God and our faith. 
So treat others the way God has treated us. Love your neighbors. You're called to be holy. Don't talk down to them. Show them love. Do we back talk? Do, do we backslide? Yes. But our faith has been tested through trials. We have purified our souls. And we understand that the word of God is living and forever and will always remain. Do you understand this? What he says to us is forever. But it's your choice to have that faith. It's your choice to call, be called to be holy. Are you moving forward as called? Do you know, do you understand that you are saved? And if you are not saved, this is your time to get to know Jesus Christ. You have to get to know him. You have to ask him. I can only give you the word. I can only give you and proclaim the word of God to you. But you have to have the faith. No one can have the faith for you. No one can be baptized for you. This is between you and the Lord. This is a journey between you and the Lord. Ask him. Search your heart. Ask the Lord to search your heart. Ask the Lord to come into your heart. Get to know him. Once you get to know him, I promise you will feel no, no greater feeling than when the Holy Spirit engulfs your love for Christ. Glory be to him. I pray for you, Heavenly Father. I pray for the listener that they know you. And if they don't know you, Lord, I pray they get to know you, Lord. Lord, you have called for us to be set apart. Lord, you have called for us to be different than the world. Lord, I pray that you give us that power. You have, you have, you have promised us that power, Lord, that if we have hope, and as obedient children, Lord, we will be able to do this. So, Lord, walk with us through these trials, though for a short time, that we may show your love to others, Lord, as you have showed your grace to us. Lord, please be with us as we go through our week. Times are rough, Lord. Your coming is near. We see prophecy being fulfilled in front of our own eyes with the peace of Israel right now. Lord, no one knows the day and time of your coming, Lord, but your prophecy reveals a season. And Lord, we are in that season, Lord. So I pray that the listener who does not know you gives you a chance, not listening to what others have said, Lord, not listening to the devil, Lord, but listening to your word, who is Jesus Christ, which will remain forever, will endure forever, is powerful than a two-edged sword. Lord, I pray that what I have said today, Lord, makes you proud. That the meditation of my mouth and my mind and my heart have done you proud today. Lord, I pray over everyone who has listened to this, Lord, that they get to know you. Not tomorrow. Now is the time for salvation. Today, right now, not tomorrow. Lord, that when they turn this off, they take a second and get to know you. It would be the best decision they have ever made. It was the best decision I have ever made. Lord, thank you so much for another day. Lord, thank you so much for all that you do. Lord, thank you for hearing our prayer. I pray this in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today. I truly, truly appreciate you. I hope this was something that 
you know, I guess hits you in your heart. Understanding that the Lord is with you at all times. The Lord is with you. As always, guys, I just, you know, I, when I go over these, man, these are so powerful for me. It's just a daily reminder how awesome God is. And that's actually why I wrote, you know, you see in the right corner, I wrote a book called Learning to Love in the Wilderness. People have started reading it. It's out there. I finally got him yesterday. If you want to support the channel, I would love for you to read the book. Buy the book. There's a link in the description uh, on YouTube or Public OS or if you go to Anchor or Apple. It's right there in the link. Please purchase it. You can understand that where I come from, why I love the Lord so much and what he has done for me. But really, I wrote this about learning to love when you feel like there's no reason to love. I wrote this to say learning to love when you're trying to love someone else, but you hate yourself. That's how this book started. The young lady that I was dating said there's no way that I can ever love anybody because I hate myself. And that's why I wrote this book. 40 days straight of searching Myself through the scriptures with the help of Jesus Christ. Teaching me how to love myself by accepting the love. Knowing I am saved and moving forward as I am called. Thank you guys for hanging out with me today. Please like and subscribe to the channel. I love to see your comments and I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. This is the end of episode 196. I am your boy Christian Israel and you... Uh, tune into the New Creation Capital Podcast. This is a place where we discuss what happens in the world today, the stock market, and yes, digital assets. This is the one-stop shop where you get everything that you need in your day for your Christ and crypto. Because as I love to say, Jesus makes you a new you by giving you a new future because in him, guys, you are a new creation. Please remember, God loves you. I love you. You are loved. Until next time, guys, peace and love. God bless you all. Later, guys.